Welcome everyone once again to the venerated Wrestling Wars podcast. I feel like I forget the name of the show every week. It's alright. Um, I got my contributor Ty Burna back. We're going to do start our NFL divisional previews for you guys. We'll try to keep it pretty, um, a good mix, a good spicing of both uh, advanced metrics and uh, insight and some pretty simple stuff because I know we have a really split um, listener base between people who know a ton about football and people who do not know a ton about football but are very interested. So we're going to try and make it accessible to where you can get into it and have an idea of what's going on going into the NFL season. And we're going to have to we're going to try and keep the in-depth analysis for all of our people who know a lot about the show. It's okay. It'll make us better as hosts. It'll be a good example to show why we're awesome. Uh, Ty, just before we got on air, we were talking about my face is frozen on the screen. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> we were talking about my progress in a certain very prolific video game. We're going to take this into into nerd territory for just a little bit before we jump into the other stuff. You are also a uh, computer tech and pretty avid gamer. I yep. would not call myself an avid gamer, but I do play a lot of video games, if that makes sense. I play a lot, a lot, a lot of sports games, and when the random, really deep, awesome type of type of role-playing video game comes out i'll dedicate some solid time to that so the both of us have been waiting i personally have been waiting nearly two years for this game the witcher 3 wild hunt we've both been playing it pretty much every single second uh of our free time since it came out where where are you at on it uh i just reached level 15 i'm kind of behind you guys i got okay. too many yeah. had a lot of projects this week kind of catch up on you gotta, me, like but... do adult things and shit like that fucking right. game <laughs> okay. Not only that, working on stuff in my office too. I've been doing server shit and yeah, all, you, all sorts um, of stuff. So are you? At, are you? You're in Novigrad then, right? Yeah, I've been there. I I'm mean, kind of. You, you've been there. Or are you running around doing your missions, or did you already head off? To, head off to Skellige? No, I haven't gotten to Skellige yet. Okay. I've just been. I've been kind of catching up on those question marks. It's like a. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. O, I'm, I'm like OCD with the question marks. Yeah, but you're one of those completest peoples. Yeah. I'm trying not to be. I usually am not, but for whatever reason, it's. I'll probably do it because right now I'm on Skellige, but I've already cleared out that area of the region, and I'm gonna supposed to be heading back to heading back to the the main continent. Um, I'm mm-hmm. on level 20 at this point, um, and have the Skellige. The Skellige arc is actually like really small. There's looks like there's quite a few side quests, but the yeah. actual main story arc here is is actually really short. Um, so it, I'm prepared to go back to the to the mainland but i got i want to side quest it up on skellige for a little while because it's a pretty cool place right um, yeah i'm level 20 about 50 hours in i think but i do i mean i'm sure you do too i do an ass pile of side questing and fucking monster contacts oh, yeah. and what my thing is and this is like i said uh when i was making the comparisons um i i, I since things tend to kind of level up with you while you're mm-hmm. leveling up, and that irritates me, because on Skyrim I enjoyed being an unstoppable destroyer that killed everyone I came in contact with. I always like to be a comfortable two or three levels above whatever area that I'm going into. Right. So that's why I do a shit pile of side quests and monster quests so I can get XP and you know be ahead of where I'm supposed to be at in the game. All about that loot, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, I just got up uh, the Griffin diagrams today here. I just stumbled upon like four of them, and then, oh, well, here's the rest. Where I got to find the rest of them, and oh, I've already been there both places. So, fast travel there, grabbed them, and made them. I was ready to go. All right. Too bad, all, too stuff. bad, my equipment. Too bad, 
Too bad it's under the rest of my equipment I have already, but... So, know. for those who are uninitiated out there, um, this game's fucking awesome, right? Yeah. Fucking awesome. There are some... Like, I've seen GameSpot, and there's some places giving it some, some 10 out of 10 and all that stuff. Basically, the rundown, for anybody who doesn't know, but... I don't see. I don't. I don't think there's any like borderline people. Either you know everything about what this game is about, or you're not. You don't play games like this. But we'll go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, the Witcher Three, basically, you you play. It's a it's a fantasy medieval setting, kind of like Game of Thrones or whatever. You play a monster hunter named Geralt. Um, he's a Witcher. It's, if I can sum it up really easily, basically they take orphans back in these times and send them to Witcher school and they go through mutations and training and they basically become like almost like an X-Men but in a medieval fantasy setting and your job is to you know kill and fight things that normal people have no chance against killing and fighting and uh so you're kind of you're doing that on the side while you're so you can survive and make money and etc but you're also in the middle of this this quest in a giant open world setting um, the world is freaking massive, like huge. Like the continent that I'm, the per, the the region that I'm on, it's like the developers wanted to bitch smack Skyrim so bad that they were like, we're gonna take Skyrim and make it just an area in our game. <laughs> That's kind Pretty of what Skellige is like. Um, but yeah, it's been amazing. I wouldn't, I can't give a 10 out of 10. I'd give probably a 98 or a 99 just because there are some little uh, little issues here and there, and uh, things that are needlessly frustrating. Um, but but the, but the writing, man. Oh, my God. Writing is excellent. I mean, it's 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 on a whole nother level, if you want to talk about like, we truly entered the new generation of games with like, every every conversation you have with another non-playable character is, is, is like a cutscene from a CGI movie, and every single one has a litany of conversations and that's what way the story takes you there's um i read that there was uh 36 different endings you can end up with at the end of the game so that you know through, through the choices you make throughout the game is where things end up going um, this game this game's so good like it just it captivates you man like i there's no just sitting down for a quick 20 minute session oh no and you're done you know like you could go play grand theft auto and yeah. fuck around for 20 minutes and be you know and be happy this game is like you do one side quest and an hour and a half later where did my day go you know like you're just you're stuck there i'll put it this way i went to yesterday uh chipotle burritos when i woke up because my wife was uh my lovely wife was a uh, uh, house sitting for my in-laws so she was gone i hadn't i was here home alone uh the night like like home alone three uh, for the night, so I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be fucking 14 hours of The Witcher, and so what I did, um, in America, for all our foreign listeners, and, and in places in America, I don't even know, do you guys got Chipotle in, in fucking North Dakota? Yeah, I think we do somewhere. Okay, Chipotle basically is a Mexican food restaurant that makes burritos that are like the size of a small baby, and <laughs> what my plan was, is like, I'm, hey, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to Chipotle, I'm going to get a double meat uh, stuffed burrito so that I can eat it and I'll be so full that I won't get hungry again for the rest of the night and so nothing will distract me from Witcher 3 for 14 straight hours. And that's exactly what I did. Because that, it was necessary. It's like you got, you got to plan ahead for this game. It's a, it's a right. fucking time machine. Um, anybody who's into this kind of stuff, we would highly recommend it. 
Lots of caffeine. Lots of caffeine. Um, Lots of caffeine. I haven't quite had a chance to do like the whole like I'm gonna spend, you know, ten plus hours playing this game. Um, yeah. I'm, I want to at some point this one of these weekends. My wife would stop giving me to do lists to do. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I know all about it. <laughs> yeah. It's funny though so, because like after a while I'll play it so much that I actually visualize the my the shit that my wife gives me to do as like the the objective fucking things. You right. know, the little objective markers with the little circles and stuff like that. Like, go to go to garage and find drill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, shit. But yeah, it's good times. Anybody who likes it, go get that shit. If you're um, a gamer, you'll love it. Straight up. If I was in a Money in the Bank match, they could have put this game in my briefcase and I would have fought everybody to get up that ladder. How you feeling? Do we really have feelings yet on this Money in the Bank? Deal so we got, coming we got what? We got what one week of build-up left. Yeah, it's like next Sunday. With three matches. Yeah, I think they got four, but yeah, whatever. Three matches basically. Um, let's see, we got the regular Money in the Bank title match, the... or the regular Money in the Bank contract match. Um, World title. I'm not. I've become less and less of a fan of the Money in the Bank match itself over the years of the way that they do it. Um. There's just too many fucking people, man, for it to be any sort of a... Ladder matches used to be an opportunity for you to put on, like, a great match. And now right. it's just one clusterfuck after another. Um, is it to the point where we've got... They can't do any more spots? Like, is there any more innovation left? I mean, I'm I mean, sure I... there is, but they're all going to be fucking absurd like they already are when they're, like, building fucking Etch-A-Sketch... Uh, fucking structures to slam each other on that's like blatantly fucking obvious that's what's about to happen it's just right I'm gonna set up four ladders on the outside you know for no goddamn crisscross and obviously make little bridges and yeah. yeah I mean there'll be some impressive stuff I mean Neville's gonna do something fucking earth shattering uh, Neville obviously and they got Kofi in there so Kofi always does something he'll always do a couple of cool things and a couple of fucking times when he'll lose his balance at an inopportune time uh, right, so that'll be fun. Let's see what's. Um, I got guess a winner yet, man. Uh, let's see. We got Neville, Sheamus, Orton, Reigns, Kane, Ziggler, and Kofi. It's got to be Reigns. You think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, go ahead. It's got it's got to be a heel, but okay. Who are the heels in the match? We got Sheamus, Kane, and that's it. So, are they gonna? put Seamus back in the main event picture? Uh, it, I, think he's, I think he's over enough and this character is serious enough. You know who this match would be fucking perfect for? <laughs> fucking Kevin Owens. <laughs> right? Unfortunately. Yeah. He's got a bigger... He, I think he's got a higher profile match anyways to deal with. Yeah, he does, but in, in general, this would be a fucking... a great spot for somebody who's like... who plays the remorseless scumbag so well. Plus he's got some, you know, I think he's got some some sort of experience in one of these type of matches. Yeah, just a, just a bit. I've heard he's had a couple of decent ones out there with some luchador. Um, some kid, some uh, luchador who's retired that's now running an orphanage down yeah, in Mexico. An orphanage. Uh, I don't know. I just it's by it's, the way while we're talking about everyone's favorite for all you fucking naysayers who were talking a bunch of nonsense when he debuted. Have you been reading those reports that said that uh, Kevin Owens is going to be positioned as the number two heel in the company? I did. Yeah, and I know. You know what I said to that? 
Yeah, number two for now. <laughs> yeah. I the thing the thing is is that if he if they if they're serious about it, he'll beat Cena at Money in the Bank. Well, I mean, another report that I read is that there's a lot of there's a lot of back and forth about right about uh because which way to go with this. See, it's not even the just beating Cena in a match anymore. It's beating him on the second come around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, okay, we're going to give, like, all these people this win over Cena, but then Cena's going to come back and beat him, like, six times in a row. Yeah. You know, so then it does no, does no good trend, for that. That seems to be what the, a, lot of the, uh, a lot of the argument is about, is uh, breaking that trend to see if, if he's going to come back around and, and get the subsequent wins. Um, Man, they could have built up Rusev freaking massively if they would have done that for him. Sure thing. Um, I think I see Owens dropping the title at that July 4th Tokyo show, which is going to be oh. fucking badass awesome. Right. Um, but is, are they going to show the entire show, or is it just going to be they, the... Yeah, they're going to show it live. Yeah, but they said something like they're going to show the NXT match, but is it going to be the whole card, or are you just going to see the NXT match? No, I would they, hope they it... said they're going to broadcast the card live. Okay. I wasn't quite. I, I wasn't awesome. quite sure... When I heard it, I was like, is it just the show? Is it just the match or the entire show? If it's the entire show, that's going to be fucking awesome. I think they got plans to have him drop the belt at that show. And right. And so this would be a decent time to have him keep on going over Cena so he can start his... Oh, not his only main that, roster, but... His main roster adventures. Right, so you let Owens beat Cena, and then yeah. Owens drops it to Balor, which makes Balor look like a fucking, fucking badass. badass. Oh, yeah. And I so, like that it's being defended, and it's a high-profile match on what's going to be a high-profile card. And it's a good WWE story. Network. And it's a good story for Balor, too, man. He gets to go back to where he made his name yep. and wins the NXT title. Yep, yep, yep. Love it. So, so, what are we thinking? Are we thinking... By the way, I mean, I, I don't know if it needs to even be mentioned, but fuck that. That fucking promo. Promo of the year awesome. shit on Monday. Right. Between uh, Cena and... and uh, Owens. That was excellent. Although, I don't know if I even want to go there. I'm just going to say, Owens did it on pure ability. Cena had to pull out the cancer kid to fucking, like, win the <laughs> promo. Right. So, there you go. You can't fucking... I mean, Owens is doing great, and then it's like, well, what do you do? You can't fight cancer kids, so... But I think Owens might, though. <laughs> yeah, right. Um... Like the ultimate heel, he comes down, rips the fucking sign off, sign <laughs> in yeah, half. Gets in trouble like Del Rio did. So we Kicks. think. Uh, so we do. We think uh, Owens is. Uh, what do you think? Who do you, who's who's going over, man? Uh, depends on Vince. You know Vince, man. He wants Cena yeah. to be look strong every time. The moment, the very moment Cena, you know, loses one match, he's gonna get the second. Um, but but it's- I. But things. Been, seeing, been reading things. It might not go that way. You know what? I, I like it. I like this, that, that the conversation is so that we can't say because that's what makes matches great. That's what made that match last Sunday great was right. I was on the fucking edge of my seat every time. Like, I was just waiting. Like, this is going to be the one. This is going to be the one where it's one, two, three. And yeah. it didn't happen. Now, see, I was sitting there watching it down in my office and... I'm like, holy shit, holy shit. My daughter's over across on my other computer. And she, Dad, you scared me. Why are you yelling? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, back I gotta to... Go with, I'm, I'm gonna go with Owens just to... Maybe just they'll break I, the cycle. I'm hoping so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we never really really made a definitive pick. I mean, I know you think Roman Reigns is gonna, is gonna take that contract. Um, 
Orton well, doesn't. You know what would be fucking something? I always get into my into my my dream booker on the show. You know what would be something? If Roman Reigns wins the fucking contract and Ambrose beats Rollins and then Reigns comes out and turns heel on him with a cat. Oh, in. dude. <laughs> that would be epic. And then we get a shield triple threat at SummerSlam. Shield triple threat at SummerSlam. Hell yeah. I don't know where that puts Lesnar at, but I'd be down for it. Yeah, I, that's the only reason I think maybe I'm 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 fuck, maybe we'll get a fatal four way with Lesnar in the shield. Oh <laughs> shit. Because Lesnar still has a rematch he's owed. Right? He never got or... his rematch, remember? He was gonna fight Rollins and then he came out and he went crazy and beat the shit out of everybody and he got suspended. For those who are uninitiated, there are reports going on that Lesnar's return is uh impending. Like he'll be back in the next few weeks, apparently. Um which, I think not even, to mention, he's supposed to be wrestling on that July 4th WWE Network show from Tokyo. Right. Which, that I, match is going to be off the fucking hook, man. The fucking versus, Kofi Kingston him, and Brock Lesnar. Oh, be God. Fucking amazing. Kofi, Kofi better sell like he got shot. <laughs> um, so, the reports are that Lesnar's return is impending. Um, obviously, he's going to main event SummerSlam. So, but gosh, if they could work a whole shield triple threat into that and then have Lesnar be an X-Factor in the whole thing. That would be fucking incredible. Because you could see any number of things. Like, okay, the S.H.I.E.L.D. members all hate each other and they're fighting. But they reunite the S.H.I.E.L.D. temporarily just so they can try to fight off fucking Lesnar. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's so right. many different angles and different directions that that match could go if it ended up going that way. Oh, that would be huge. But, I mean, uh, that, that, I would mean just, that would just make all three S.H.I.E.L.D. members superstars right there. I, yeah, I think. They're, they're doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would just cement them. I think like yeah. they're their main event caliber right there. You know, like all four, all three of them. Um. So Reigns would make sense, uh, but yeah, the only other top level heel is a uh, Sheamus. Because Money in the Bank with any other with faces just doesn't. Kind of weird. Kind of removes yeah. the removes the purpose of it. Neville's not gonna win it. No. Ziggler is definitely not gonna win it. He's no. had that so many damn times. He doesn't need it ever that again. Would, that would preclude uh ziggler winning something ever um, yeah kofi not gonna win it no he's just he's just there for the high spots yeah orton doesn't need it because he could just he could be put into the world title match and no one would even bad an eye fucking eyelid yeah I, well i like the fact that um i like the fact that that some of the guys are still getting a little bit of build to try to build some intrigue on them having a chance like how the new day cut that promo that said you know if kofi wins it then we all win it and you know, trying to put out that there's, you know, to everybody who understands that this is, you know, we got storylines and angles and it's wrestling. Okay, so everybody who's watching it says, well, okay, maybe they have that plan made out to where the whole New Day will have the contract. And, you know, it just casts some sort. I just like that they're they're putting some sort of effort, however small it may be, into each individual guy in the match, trying to build them to have a possible chance at it. But how much build could you put in in two weeks? Well, yeah, quite a bit, actually, um, as I had an argument with our other honorable co-contributor, KB, somewhere out there in the internet world, I had an argument with him that you can do quite a bit of build, because one week of television now is like five weeks of television in a different era, you know what right. I mean? We have five we five hours of television to build angles for people, when once upon a time, um, you only had two hours a week. So in two weeks of television equals a whole month back once upon a time or even during the brand split. 
So you do have a, quite a bit of time to at least get something going for these guys going into the match. Okay, so that means you got to fully utilize SmackDown then. And they actually had a pretty they? fucking good show this week. And I know what you're saying, and I know what you mean. And I think, I really hope once it goes to USA, maybe they'll do more of it live, or it'll be live, and they'll start utilizing it the way it needs to be utilized. Well, just remember back when they first brought SmackDown around, and for the longest time, SmackDown was equal to Raw, if yeah. not a lot of times better, you know, like more important. All you gotta you do know. is mold a perception, man, and they can do that. Yeah. There's, no, there's no, there's no, it ain't never over. It ain't never over. Right. Um, it's just, you know, for the longest time, it was like, I gotta watch SmackDown, I gotta watch SmackDown, I gotta watch SmackDown. Now it's like, yeah, I'll read the spoilers, and, you know, when you have so much wrestling to watch in a week, yeah, you gotta pick something to cut out. I don't For watch sure. TNA. I don't watch TNA. I tried to watch uh, Ring of Honor well, the other. You don't hate yourself, so right. I tried watching Ring of Honor last around Wednesday, and I fell asleep because I was dead tired, and mm. I was just waiting for NXT to come on, anyways. Yeah, for sure. And it's just you know you got to pick your battles, and it's for me it's Raw, Lucha Underground, and NXT is like my three like main shows. That by itself is five hours of wrestling. Yeah, in a week. That's a bit much. That's um, world title ladder match. Uh, I I don't see as much as I, I loved my scenario earlier of Reigns cashing in and all that. In if we want to be real serious and real about it, uh, I don't see any plausible scenario where Ambrose, Ambrose. comes out of this. Uh, Though I. I will because say ladder like, matches are like the worst for interference. <laughs> like it's right. pretty much impossible to win one if there's that much interference going against you. Yeah, and not only that, but let's say Reigns doesn't win Money in the Bank, but he comes out to help out, and then he turns on Ambrose. So you can still get your turn without Ambrose yeah, actually could, winning the could. title. Which I thought they were going to do last pay per view, the way they were acting. Mm-hmm. Which that ending was fucking. I don't know you and KB talked about it already, but I just want to say that was a phenomenal ending. Who? Haven't seen a dusty finish in a long time like that. Yeah. So okay. Was... So you liked it. You didn't think, like I said on the on the last week's show, I really thought they could have saved the dusty finish portion of it for the opening of Raw and accomplished the same thing, but had a great way to end their free month. I just you know it's it's old booking tactics brought back to life. You know we don't have the typical, you know. I don't know, it's just, it, it almost seemed refreshing, even though it's an idea that was used fucking 20 plus years ago. Yeah, yeah, well, you know? I mean, a lot of stuff would be like that if they used it now. A lot of old ideas would be refreshing if, yeah. if they used it now. So I, so I get what you're saying. Um, so so are you on the same page where you think probably Rollins? Yeah. Rollins is winning. Rollins is winning. pushes through here. Yep. Yep, got to go with Rollins on that one. I think it's pretty, pretty by the book there. Yep, and then we'll get the... Uh, the Lesnar return and the push into SummerSlam. And it'll be interesting to see to see where they go once Lesnar comes back. Do you and think they'll go do you think they'll go Rollins versus Lesnar one on one? I think they will and it will little basically be Lesnar versus Planet Earth. Right. Um, as far as like the shield or you know the authority and all that uh interfering on his on Rollins's behalf and then um We'll get Lesnar hopefully working his way through some members of the roster. Lesnar coming in. My ultimate like wrestling dream right now is to see Lesnar come in at like number twenty in the Royal Rumble and just fucking wreck everyone. Everybody. Like it with fucking like he'll be gone for a couple of months. Like say we'll have his last appearance 
October, maybe Survivor Series, and then just right. out of nowhere, unannounced, that fucking music hits, and he just fucking kills everyone in the Royal Rumble, and looks in the camera and says, fucking Rollins, I'm coming for you, motherfucker. I would have Rollins drop the bell at some point during the year, and then get it back at some point during the year. I think you yes. could give, I think you could have given Ambrose a two-week reign, or you can give Roman Reigns a, a reign for two months, or something like that. Right. I think you can have some other champion during this year, and then have Rollins get it back in, say, December right. or November, and then have Lesnar come back in the Rumble, and we had our showdown at, at Texas Stadium, among many, many other things. Well, you know, maybe we get that Austin-Lesnar match in a perfect world. That okay, so we'll, we'll cover that since since it came <laughs> up, and I guess it's a... I, I don't think it's notable, like, at all. I thought it was pretty obvious that they were just bullshitting around, but um, a lot of people seem to get really excited. I think that's just them hoping a little harder than their head will let them think. I don't um, think I don't think Austin would survive a match against Lesnar with his neck. It, well, he might, he might not, but is it worth the fucking risk? I mean, Austin could be paralyzed, you know what I mean? Like, Right. That's what people don't get. They're all like, oh, he seemed pretty serious. If he can... I think he, he can, can go it. for just one more time. Like, you guys realize Stone Cold Steve Austin, if he gets into too much of a physical situation, he could be paralyzed. Fucking paralyzed. Right. He's, he's he's got the same kind of issue with Edge if I if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, Edge had take. and Edge yeah. like the, his doctors told him like you could get fucking paralyzed if you work and you know and take Austin's one working with the biggest baddest motherfucker there is like and one German suplex later you know and yeah cool. could they go in there and work a a fucking uh slap slap boxing match could they go powder puff with it they could but Stone Cold Steve Austin if you have listened to enough of his podcasts and if you are insightful enough you know that he's number one super ultra paranoid about um his image and his character and his his brand for one yeah, so, so there's no way he would just you know half ass it and exactly just get a and he's super prideful as well there's no way there's no way either Either he's not going to do it because he knows he can't put on the type of match and the type of uh, experience that he would want to put on, or he he is going to do it and he's going to go the whole way and he's going to get fucking crippled. Now, which one of those two sounds more likely and realistic to everyone out there listening? Not the crippled option, not in my mind. Yeah. They were just fucking cutting a promo, fucking around, trying to get people, you know, they wanted to make people be like, oh... Uh, you know, wanted to make people wonder about it, but oh, it was just Hammond and Austin working as master fucking promo workers. You know, it's just yeah, he, like he, he slipped into Stone Cold like that, like he was just boom. Yeah, and I mean that was kind of crazy to watch. Like, holy shit, he still got it, man. Like, you just don't lose that ability. And like, there's the even just the look in his eye was like that's that's the Stone Cold I remember. Yeah, you know. So I think I think was gonna... like, go ahead. It was a cool, mo- it was a cool moment, but I don't see it happening. No. Um, if Austin was going to work a match, he'd have to work with someone. He'd have to work with a safe, safer worker. I'm not saying Lesnar's dangerous, but but just the kind of uh, match that they would have to put on for it to be a good right. match. Right. I mean, like, look what like look Austin what could work with Rollins. You know what I'm saying? Rollins would yeah. flip flop and fly and feed and bump like for him like a motherfucker, and it would you know it'd be fun to watch. Um, but somebody like Lesnar is just not going to be that kind of a match. No. You know, look what happened to Taker, man, when he faced Lesnar. Yeah, I mean, exactly, exactly. It, it would be like that, probably three times worse. Yep. 
And, you know, we all know Taker's probably not in the shape that he used to be in. You know, he's got enough, you know, he's taken so much pain and injuries over his career. But Austin's neck just wouldn't survive being tossed around by Lesnar like that. There's just no way. Nope. So get over it, everybody. Quit dreaming. Um, are we even going to, are we going to go ahead and boycott the, uh, the Intercontinental Championship, Matt? We're not even going to mention that, are we? I don't even see it on their fucking website yet. It's not, but it's pretty clear that Ryback and, and Big Show. Oh, yeah. So you Ryback. got a guy who lost his last big pay-per-view match that got arbitrarily put into the chamber and won the Intercontinental. He lost his last big match going against another guy who decisively lost his last big match. What the fuck do you have to do to be qualified to get an Intercontinental title match? Be able to make a fucking ham sandwich? What the fuck is this? Yeah, I don't... And I'm so sick of Big Show. It's just going to be a plotting... Is it a fucking because-I-feel-like-it championship? Like, I just feel like having a shot at the Intercontinental Championship, so I get to have one? Like, I don't... And what sucks is that, you know, like, they put the title on Brian because mm-hmm. they were going to elevate the mid-card up. Yeah, and you know, like, so much and they, for fucking that. Yeah, so now we have Ryback versus pff, the Big Show. Fuck that. Shouldn't logically what Wyatt be getting the shot at the belt? Right. Didn't he just beat him? Which, Whatever. speaking of white, where the fuck is he? What the fuck's he doing? Right? They don't know what the fuck they're doing with him. Oh. Um, so much potential wasted just... You know, and he can cut a promo. He can... I mean, just the aura around him, and they don't fucking use him. Like, oh, I'm just going to randomly attack someone, and that's my, target for, that's my target for this, like, next month. You know, and... Put some logic into it. Like, don't just make him like, oh, I'm just going to target whoever the fuck I feel like attacking, you know? Well, go ahead That's... and reunite the Wyatt family. At least do that. Like, six, they used to be able to make six-man tags into, like, kind of an event. You know what I mean? Like, they could have, oh. like, oh, this fucking group of guys is going to try and fight against the Wyatt family. Just like when the Shield used to be on there. Six-man tag used to be a big deal. Right. Yeah. Uh, well. Shit. Yeah, Anyways, uh, they got the Tagma title match up here too now. PTP versus. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm down for that. Hope yeah, that's fine. They... I don't. I don't foresee any chance of the titles changing, but oh. um, at least I'm glad that PTP's finally getting fully used, and they're gonna get a tag title shot. It'd probably be a pretty good match. Yeah, I mean, Darren Young actually impressed me pretty well in the Elimination Chamber. I thought he did pretty well. Uh, I I heard something that almost made my fucking head explode the other day when I was listening to a uh, listening to a podcast. Now, this may or may not be true from the person who said it. It, but it does sound like kind of the, the sort of the mind-boggling uh, horse blinders way that Vince McMahon says things sometimes. But I listened to one of the podcasts I listened to has um, a couple of the former guys who used to be on the creative team at WWE. Um, it's a MLW radio and it's a court, court Bauer and a Alex Greenfield. And, okay. Um, yeah. And they used to fucking write for WWE, the WWE creative team. And he said, they were talking about the tag division right now. And he said that Vince, for the longest time, the reason that he didn't want much to do with the tag division is because, prepare yourself for this, is because all tag matches are the same. <laughs> Yeah, in the fucking WWE they are because you tell yeah. guys fucking book them. I'm losing my ability to speak fucking English oh, right now because I'm so. What the fuck? What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's let's break down a WWE tag match. Faces dominate for a little bit. Cut to commercial. If it's pay per view, they just dominate for a little bit and Heels then isolate and... in the corner. Hot tag. Go home. 
schmoz finish. Yep. But in anywhere else on the planet that runs a wrestling show, the matches are not all like that. The matches are like the tag matches we've been seeing recently, where it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You go into a finish. You know, mm-hmm. like every other fucking match. The, the fact... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the WWE tag match is almost like a fucking uh, trope at this point in time. I mean, it's it's just so formulaic. It's just beyond stupid. Well, I mean, look it back... Was. Now that with the New Day, it's actually... it's In the new tag division that they're building up, it's becoming... Much better than usual. So, I just hope it keeps hey. going that way. And I just... I found that funny. And I'm glad they're starting to find out that... Maybe it isn't that the every tag match has to be the exact same. Because they fucking don't! Fuck! Well, it's the same thing with fucking women's matches, man. Look at NXT compared to the main roster. It's like... Night and day. You know, and I think it's... You're starting to see some of the influence of Triple H on the yeah. main roster. Yep. And that could, you know, if that's that could be a good thing. It's well, it is a good thing. Well, I've He's, said it. I've said it from the well for quite a long time, for a couple of years now. I think our wrestling product is going to get quite a bit better when he takes over. But mm-hmm. that's not. I don't want to say that's not what counts. I just want to say like, you know, Vince creates things. Vince Vince goes beyond borders. Vince created WrestleMania. Vince. Uh, created, you know, allowed the, was the creative power behind the Attitude Era, and we crossed that boundary. Um, Vince created the network. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like Vince, um, his visionary abilities on a on a bigger picture level, um, we have absolutely zero reason to think that Triple H has any kind of acumen even coming close to approaching that. Now. But I don't think that's going to be his job to do that. Though. Does he really? That's well. That was what I was going to say next. Is does he really need that? We've got WrestleMania. It draws He's... eighty thousand people a year. We've right. got the network. It has one point three, one point five million subscribers. Do do we need that? And on well, the other he, hand, he's even he at... has Stephanie. Stephanie's been there the whole fucking. And I know, you know, a lot of people. God, if KB was on here, he'd probably you'd just hear gunshot on the other side of the side. <laughs> I dare to mention Stephanie, but man, he just would have shot himself. Um, right. But Stephanie's been there, you know, the whole time with Vince, and she's seen how this kind of stuff works and how expanding your brand and and those new ideas work. Somebody who was a big part of a lot of the revolutionary ideas that they had in the in the '90s and early 2000s was uh, Shane McMahon, and uh, you know that's kind of the big mystery of what exactly the deal is with why with why he's running, why he's a CEO of a company in China right now, but... Uh, uh, I think he, he, want, he wanted to expand out and make his own name, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, who knows? Maybe someday he comes back to the fold and he'll have... Um, because that's what I heard. He has a lot of the creative, um, you know, finger-on-the-pulse type of... Yep. Type well, of I remember... uh, insights that, that a lot of the other guys didn't, and it has a little bit of, a little dash of Vince McMahon there. So, well, I think I remember a story that... Uh, Heyman said that he said that Shane wanted to buy ECW yep. and run it as he basically had the idea for NXT before yep. NXT was ever even a thing. And so, Shane was the one who um, encouraged uh, the signing of China and the development of that character and yep. DX and a lot of things, a lot of little things like they're like kind of um, you know those those cool little things that that people like us fondly remember um, at least for a time. 
Uh, it was a lot of that, the pushing, the, the guy in the office who those people who I had on their side was Shane McMahon on a lot of that stuff. So, who knows? And maybe yeah. maybe um, it'll come I'll, back or maybe it won't even be necessary. Maybe uh, what it'll else? be just let's just be the best wrestling company we could be because we already have all this built-in exposure. Right. What I would say is that Triple H, I don't think he'll actually have to handle the business side of the business, if that makes sense. Like, if he handles, like, the writing and, you know, the producing of the shows, yeah, I think we're in good shape. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, you know, she's – I don't know how she is as a businesswoman. I can't speak on that. But, um, you know, she handles that side of it and kind of stays out of the creative side because she's been not so good on that end. Well, she's uh, been the – been one of the heads of the creative department for a long time now and right. that's that's what's kind of that's another reason why i think shane mcmahon would have a, a place there is because vince does have an mba vince did graduate with a degree of business shane has one as well um mm-hmm. i think that uh i can't remember what stephanie's degree is in. i know she graduated from boston college i think it was creative writing or something like that um so the top level of the business has doesn't have you know, and and that's but that's that's stuff to worry about down the road, and I don't know what will particularly end up bearing yeah. out to matter. Yeah, because Vince is going to go the route of uh, Al Davis and not die until he's like 150 yeah. anyway. So yeah, probably not going to have to worry about it. You'll be dead. Good, good segue there. Oh, Al. <laughs> yeah. Al Davis would, was the the owner of the Raiders for a long time, and they had a long storied rivalry in the 70s with one of the teams we're going to talk about in our da 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 da. AFC North preview. Um, the AFC North, one of the black and blue divisions of the NFL. And for all of our uninitiated readers, what we mean by a black and blue division is um, a lot of the teams, the cities are based in, uh, you know, north, uh, mid, north, northern Midwest or northeast um, territories of the country. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, blue collar. Uh, fan bases, a lot of really strong fan bases who really love their teams a lot, and uh, a lot of cold weather, a lot of mud, a lot of ice, um, a lot of a lot of really physical style football as opposed to a ton of passing. Even though that's more of a more of a, a tradition than it is reality, because all teams pass the ball a fucking ton now these days. Um, Ty, you go on ahead. How, how do you see the division top to bottom? Um, for our previews, our divisional previews, we're not going to do... We're just going to do, like, a range, okay, of wins that we see for each team. We're not going to... So don't come back to us and be like, well, if you think this team's going to have eight wins, and this team's going to have eight wins, and this team's going to have ten wins, and that doesn't fucking add up at the end. But I, I fucking know. I know that. <laughs> I know that. We're just giving a range of how good we think the team is. Obviously, mathematically, it's going to end up coming up to, you know, give or take one or two on either side of wins and losses. We're just giving which, a general idea of how talented we think a team are. So, to start which, off, um, the Browns aren't going to win any games, are they? Uh, <laughs> no, they'll, they'll win some. I mean, they won 7-9 and nine last year with Brian Hoyer at quarterback, so... Yeah, but is Josh McCown not a step down? What the fuck? I, I'm lost on what's going on there, because... They're grasping at straws or quarterback. How do you take a step down from Brian Hoyer? What the fuck did Josh McCown do last year in Tampa Bay that would give you any reason to think that he was going to do anything in Cleveland on a shittier roster than he had in Tampa Bay? You guys do understand that Tampa Bay had the number one draft pick this year and picked a quarterback. Man, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be running the ball 50 times a game for Cleveland. 
all year. That's what it was even, supposed to be last year. And what happened? Yeah. Even if Johnny gets in there, it's still going to be the same way because it just – they got three running backs now. They got yeah. Throwell, West, and they, who did they pick up? Duke Johnson, I think it was. Yep, Duke Johnson in the draft, yep. Yeah. So, I mean, and they got the line to do it. So they ground the line. They did contribute to the defense. They're going to have, I think, a pretty solid defense. But yep. they – it's almost a zero at quarterback, and you just can't – you cannot fucking do that in the NFL now. You can't Even, do it. you got to have something at quarterback. Yeah, they have, you have to have something. Yeah. And they somehow went backwards from what they were last year. Which is incredible when you consider <laughs> that they had awful quarterback play last year. Not to right. mention they lost probably their most reliable weapon in Jordan Cameron in the passing game. Um, well, he wasn't much of a factor last year because he was out like every he was he had concussion yeah, issues. But if you're projecting ahead to this year and what you're gonna have at your skill positions as far as uh, yeah, they didn't they didn't pick up any like receivers of note in the draft either. Nope. Um, I heard uh. Hausler has pretty uh, Rob Hausler, their tight end has some pretty good potential, only because like he's gonna be on the field and he's pretty fast. And the offense that they run emphasizes the tight end, so hopefully some some production will be able to be made up there. But yeah, they 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 finished seven and nine. They were you know they had a pretty decent run in the middle of the season last year. Uh, they're going back to the dreads of the NFL once more. Yeah, I think they'll be in the top five of the draft, maybe number one. Yep. Um, we'll have to wait till we get through some of our other teams to, to really figure it out. But I and knowing have a Cleveland, hard time seeing them win more than four or five games with that quarterback yeah. situation. I, I would agree with that. Um, and I think their their schedule is pretty rough, too, this year. The, NFL, the AFC North and the NFC North both have brutal schedules this year yep. as far as their out-of-division out of teams they got to play. So... For Cleveland, yeah, it's not going to be a good year. They're going to drop down a few wins and go four wins, five wins, and be the top five. And knowing Cleveland's luck, there'll be no quarterback worth drafting next year. Yeah. Um, let's go – well, I was going to say let's go to the middle of the division, but I don't know if we'll agree on who's going to be in the middle of the division. Oh, shit. Last year was a little – you were talking about how, you know, this team can go 8-8, this team can go 8-8. Well, Pittsburgh went 11-5, and Cincy mm-hmm. went 10-5-1, and and Baltimore went 10-6. and Yeah. So I, man, uh, this Cincy. Is, it's a funny division because I almost got to pick the Bengals on the principle of attrition. Yep. If you look at the off seasons of both the Ravens and the Steelers, they both lost a ton of guys yep. and are both. Now both did fairly well in the draft. I like what both teams did in the draft, both Baltimore and Pittsburgh. But just because you got good prospects, good young players to step in at the spots where you lost players does not necessarily at all mean that they're going to be able to do that and perform at the same level as the guys you let go. And uh, both Baltimore and uh, Pittsburgh lost a ton of guys in the offseason and are counting on draftees and young players to step in. And that's been coming for a long time for both those teams. Yeah, they've yeah, been, absolutely. they've been so, you know, we've been. Well, and my my friend will joke about this because he's a Cleveland fan and he absolutely hates Pittsburgh. He goes, "I've been waiting for Pittsburgh to fall apart for like ten years now." And, yeah. I, but you know, so every time you know, we've been, he and I have both been saying it for the last like two three years, Pittsburgh is going to collapse finally. They're going to have to start rebuilding, and then they go eleven five and win the division. Yeah, I mean that's just how Pittsburgh is. I don't know how they do it, but. 
So I'm not going to count them out just because I know how Pittsburgh a- yeah, operates. They have a very good scouting 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 department, so um, chances are the people that they have coming in are going to be able to do decent. I really like the offseason pickup of D'Angelo Williams uh, from Carolina. Um, I wouldn't count on I wouldn't like to count on that guy as my starting running back, but in small doses he can fucking most definitely get the job done. And, uh, and he might. And he might stay healthy, too, that way. We'll, we'll be a good stand-in for uh, Le'Veon Bell early in the year, as Le'Veon Bell will have his four-game suspension. Um, and it's another year that Roethlisberger will have in the system that is putting him to, to all new heights as far as his career numbers. So if there's anybody, I think, that can rest it away from the Bengals, in my mind, it would be the Steelers. Um, so are we... Are we well, much, are we pretty much uh, counting out counting out the Ravens? Yeah, I think the Ravens got to they got to regress here pretty soon. I mean, they uh, lost their best defensive player in Haloti uh, yep. Nada um, for the defensive defensive line. Uh, they're counting on young guys to step in there. They're counting on young guys to step in and linebacker at pretty much every level of their defense. Um, they have they no lost wide Torrey Smith at wide receiver. Um, Steve Smith, of course, did awesome last year, but I mean, we He's gotta a- ask this every off season. How many years can it keep happening? You know what I'm saying? The guy uh, is at a way advanced age for a wide receiver. Um, and not so, only that, but he faded towards the end of the year too, pretty badly. Oh yeah, as as older guys will do. Um, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I, I, think- I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see how he could keep up, keep keep going on this, and all they have behind him is. And, and the guy that they drafted is a big-time prospect. Rashard Perriman is going to yep. tear it up. I mean, I, I can see him doing good. They brought back Forsett. Forsett's going to be a, a great weapon in, in a Mark Tressman offense, um, which which plays into another conversation that you and I had about something else that we're not going to discuss. But I'm just going to say that Forsett is going to catch a lot of balls in that Mark Tressman offense just like Matt Forte did. Yep. I'm just saying. So he's going to be a good weapon, <laughs> but... There's just there's just too many uh I don't know I see too many holes too much mi- too much counting on young guys to step in they could be proved wrong I see both well they Steelers. did make, they did get they did get Max Williams too so they got a, they got two big targets out of the draft yeah I wasn't gonna mention him I was just gonna go ahead and let you forget that name even exists no uh, no yeah Max Williams is gonna tear shit up in that offense. <laughs> just yeah, they they drafted a, a really good tight end that's gonna that's gonna fit into their offense like a fucking glove. Um, he's gonna be excellent. So that part will be good. I just don't know if this all gonna come together to get them anything more than eight or nine wins. I see both Pittsburgh and Baltimore being eight or nine win teams it's between seven and nine win teams. What about you? Well, you're really banking on Cincinnati then. Um, I'm gonna say Steelers probably around a 10 or 11 win team, just because. Well, see, that's the thing is, I'm I'm not. It's not that I'm really banking on Cincinnati. I'm. I just can't bank on what the Ravens and the Steelers have got going on. They've just got too many young players that have proven nothing in the NFL, trying to step in and fill major roles. I just can't count on them for anything more than seven to nine wins. See, I, I'm taking those three teams at about the same equal. Maybe the Ravens a little bit lower, but um, when it comes to that, I always revert back to who's got the best quarterback. Okay. Pittsburgh's got the best quarterback. They do. Who's got Who's got the leader? Who's got the guy that will carry them through? Like he's done so many year, you know, year after year after year, he's always carried his team, you know, when they needed him the most. 
Um, Flacco is he's only good in the playoffs. Sketchy, we'll yeah, I'll <laughs> yeah. just put it that Re- way. Regular season, yeah. Play, all of a sudden, he gets to the playoffs and he becomes a, he becomes Joe Montana all of yeah. a sudden. Um, but in the regular, we're talking regular season right now, though. Um, if you had to take a quarterback to lead you with your teams, kind of both, you know, with we'll say two teams that are about equal. Otherwise, you have Andy Dalton and you have Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. yeah. Who would you rather have? Oh, I mean, of course, Roethlisberger. It's ultimate team sport, though, bro. Ultimate I know. Team sport. I I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying. I can't disagree with that. Since he since he just just hangs on, they just hang. You know, they just kind of hang around. Um. You know they've always been like a ten-win team. They've never really ascended. Yeah, they've never you know, they've never gone beyond what they are, but they don't usually fall below what below what they are. And funny enough, <laughs> that that actually really ties in really well since my entire argument for Cincinnati was they pretty much stayed exactly where they were. While Pittsburgh and Baltimore lost tons of players, the Bengals pretty much re-signed pretty much every single major starter that they had uh, that was going to go on the free agent market. They brought them back. They had a good draft class between um, a, a pretty solid uh, linebacker who's going to fill in well for them, along with uh, two offensive linemen who are going to provide a lot of depth, if not high-quality starters. They, they drafted two um, highly rated tackles um, who they can move inside to guard or center if they need to while they get better because they already have two good starting offensive tackles. Um, and they added some strong linebacker depth with the signing of A.J. Hawk in the offseason who isn't going to be a world crusher for them, but he's going to fill in well in that defense and in that depth chart. So, And Jeremy Hill is going to have the starting job all year. Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard have a great one-two punch that will be coming back. Both guys healthy, um, both guys with another year of experience. Andy Dalton with another year of experience. in Because remember, they they lost um, Jay Gruden last year, and he was able to hold serve. He'll be getting better this year, hopefully, in the second year in the offense. Um, yeah, I mean, Andy Dalton's like your your definition of an average quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the only reason why is. look 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 what he did last year when AJ Green was hurt. Like he didn't do shit in the passing game. It was all Jeremy Hill. And well, there you bit. go. You said he didn't do shit, but then one of his teammates stepped up. The ultimate team game, Ty. Just because you're a fucking star player, okay, doesn't mean that you just get to that you just get to move on from from the rest of the team. Football <laughs> team sport. And the teammates will step up and carry them. I'm, I'm not saying they're going to fucking, you know, be threatening the goddamn 1972 fucking Dolphins. I'm not saying that they're going to go undefeated. I'm just saying I think they're going to, by default almost, they're going to win this division, probably get 10 or 11 wins. And if any, yeah. and if any Dalton falls apart, like I think he will one of these years. Like, completely and catastrophically. Like, get off the field type deal? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. They have an interesting backup up there in a Greg, Mac- Greg McElroy that I don't think... Not Greg McElroy. Um, uh, what's his name? Alabama guy. A.J. McCarron. A.J. McCarron, yes. Um, uh, interesting backup up there that I think some people would like to see sooner or later. An old A.J. McCarron. So, yeah. I mean, that... Worst case scenario, that's kind of an Armageddon scenario that I don't even know right. if I could, if I could, you know, I don't know if you could even factor that in when trying to. I'm not going to, but I'm just saying it's going to happen eventually. Because Andy Dalton's one of those guys like he hovers, like he's he's good yeah. enough. He got yeah. his big contract, but it's going to be one of one of these years. He's going to just completely melt down, and you know it's going to be a 20 plus interception season. 
and completely kill his team's chances of making the playoffs type thing. It's going to happen one of these years, okay. you know. And if not, then he's just going to be mediocre to average for the rest of his life. And yeah, well, you know, we'll, we'll do a, we'll do a playoffs preview when the playoffs come. But for right now, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll worry about that when that happens. Right. Um, no, I I'll agree. It's between Pittsburgh and Cincy in my eyes. Okay. Um, I'll say that if it's if they're about equal because I think the running back position where Pittsburgh gets Le'Veon Bell back, mm-hmm. um, they got the running advantage, and they got the pa- the quarterback and wide receiver. You know Pittsburgh's wide receivers are just stacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just sure. ridiculous. And they added freaking Sammy Coates too on top of that. Mm-hmm. So deep threat. Yeah. I mean Roethlisberger's got weapons left, right, sideways, up, down, mm-hmm. every other which way to throw to. And still he's going to rely on Antonio Brown. Yep, Martavis Bryant will be have another year in the offense, another year of development. Yep. Um, Marcus Wheaton will keep on being fucking useless in fantasy leagues. Don't ever draft him. Take it from me. Um, for anybody wondering, too, uh, we are planning on, after a certain thing goes down uh, at Hall of Fame weekend, we're going to do a, we'll do a fantasy draft preview for you guys, uh, full-on fantasy football, um, rack them and stack them. Uh, before the, all the fantasy drafts happen, usually in the in the first week of September or the last week of August. Um, but for now, so you're going, so, so you so you're gonna go on on, on a straddle. You're gonna go Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. You got to pick pick one. Uh, pick Pittsburgh. One. Pittsburgh. Okay, so you got Pittsburgh. I got Cincinnati. Um, I'll put it on the board. Yeah, put we should, them on the board. This will be the first get... thing we can look back at. And see, those guys well, don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Okay, you got Pittsburgh. I got Cincinnati. Fucking, probably uh. <laughs> it'll be it'll be the Ravens. Count will get hurt, and then fucking Johnny Manziel will come in and fulfill his destiny and be awesome, and the Browns will win it, and that <laughs> that'll be just perfect. Yeah. No. All right, man. Well, good stuff. You got the Bengals. I got the Bengals. You got the Steelers. You got. I got the Steelers. Good stuff. I uh, hope that was informative for uh, our listeners out there. If uh, you guys got any questions about. Um, the teams we talked about or would like any more further insight, please hit us up. We will get back to you the next time I got Ty on and we do another NFL divisional preview and cover the wrestling stories for you. Um, thank you, everybody, oh, hey. for listening. What's up? Real quick. Uh, Go ahead. I did, I did see for uh, – since you and I have been talking about we want to get into rugby. Um, I saw – I think it's neither this month or next month, NBC Sports is going to have, like, a massive, like, rugby – coverage for one of these major tournaments they have every year mm. something they? to uh, Europe or Australia or... I think it's the world I think it's like World Cups or something like that there's a World Cups rugby World Cup uh, something like See, that these are things that we gotta know I, I, things we yeah um, I was just because the other day I was watching I was watching uh, I was watching uh, college rugby the other yeah, day yeah I watched it last weekend uh, it was like Drexel was... and fucking Duquesne I think it's two Pennsylvania colleges uh so it's sort of local, local, uh, local teams kind of out here, and I watched a little bit of their game. Yeah, I think it's the rugby uh, sevens rugby. Is I think it's what it's called. June thirteenth. We here probably we sound absurd to anybody out yeah. there, like in Europe, who talking about Jeez. this. Like these motherfuckers don't have a clue what they're yeah. talking. Yeah, <laughs> it's a something, something, something. Um, so, so it's next weekend, June thirteenth. Yeah, it's USA sevens rugby, June thirteenth. Well, so. Something to, something to consider. Of course, it's the U.S. teams. So I don't know how well. I don't know how good we are, but probably not. Not worth a shit. Probably not because, as good as we could be. No, nah, um, probably not. Probably not as good as Australia. But what we need to do, we'll just take a, 
take Adrian Peterson and be like, hey, this is how rugby works. <laughs> Go out there. <laughs> well, see, that's another one of those sports, just like soccer, and we can argue this. This will be good if we if I get some an international show going. It's just another one of those sports that if we wanted to be the best at it, we fucking could. But America has other shit going on, like baseball and football and basketball. And basketball. If we wanted to be the best soccer team in the world, we could be the best soccer team in the world. If we wanted to be the best rugby team in the world, we could be the best rugby team in the world. It's just we got other shit going on in America, and we're still competitive in those sports with fucking the 10th best, you know, athletes that in the country that could be playing it. Right. So, and the, so you know, we got Our players are the players that, like, over, like our soccer players, the ones over in Europe playing for, like, the third division teams, and, you know, England's got, like, 25 million guys that are in the Premier League, you know. So, but I, I would say give it about 20, maybe 20 years or so, because this generation coming up here, I don't think they're going to be playing football much anymore. As much, yeah, there's... There's a lot of parents that don't want their kids playing football, period. Yeah, I'm not letting mine fucking play until they're 13, fuck that. Yeah, and I was, you know, I started when I was playing, I played football when I was in, what, fifth grade? Yeah. Yeah, it was fifth grade is when I started. And so, I mean, it's going to be the point where they start moving their kids towards soccer, you know, sports like that. They're not as quote-unquote high impact, even though if you see some soccer players, they act like they got shot. Or, you know, rugby, where they don't play with pads. No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> but honestly, that's, that, uh, that's safer that way, though, if you think, um, in the long well, run. Well, yeah. Just, you don't I'm feel not, when... I'm not going to even attempt to go through the explanation of as to why, because we're going to offend a large part of our <laughs> listener base, but... Yeah, so check that out. So so does it say this this big tournament next weekend is going to have the, the U.S. team playing? That's what it said. I'm sure we're going to get corrections on this because we obviously don't Our, know what the fuck we're talking about. Next right. weekend, been, the U.S. rugby team apparently is playing in, in something, and it's yeah. a thing. Uh, maybe, I, yeah, maybe I'll go, go scouting around for that, go looking around for that in my, in my lead-up to a oh, UFC from Mexico City next Saturday night. Um, so, yeah. Maybe we'll check out some rugby. We'll have some coverage on that. We'll be back we'll f- with our... We'll, we'll figure it out eventually here. Yeah. Uh, just in time to forget about it and start watching football. Yeah. Uh, just, as, just as soon as rugby's over, you know, we'll be like, hey, we kind of got it, and then we'll forget about it completely in about a month. We shall so, be back right. soon. Um, I should be recording my, my show with uh, current pro wrestler, Body Guy Johnson, Rory Harris next weekend I don't know when exactly I'm gonna put it out but we will be recording we have a date a data late set for next weekend so that show should be coming up very soon um we got a a crazy amount we're almost up to 1500 downloads on the show I thank all my listeners for that very very much as I always say um feel free to hit me up on twitter tell me what you guys are hearing about tell me what you guys want to hear about um at mn O-R-C-A-L-M NorCal on Twitter. Um, we will be back soon. More divisional playoffs. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. And I cannot think of a catchphrase to send this off with. Besides the fact that myself and Ty are... <laughs>
a point. Number one, just believe that you don't want to touch with them. I'll be there for the film. Coming to grave with them, you're never walking out again. So you're back on the wall, black. Back on the wolf pack, you might wind up in a body bag. 